0: What's up, Middle Georgia Dog Pound? Welcome to another edition of the Middle Georgia Dog Pound Live National Championship Edition. Getting ready to preview this national championship game against the TCU Horn Frogs and our Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, we're going to bring it all to you tonight. We're going to recap the big game against Ohio State and uh, bring you all you need to know about The TCU Horn Frogs and what it's going to take to get over, uh, get over them and uh, win another Natty back to back for the Dogs. Uh, Good to see you guys, Matt, Kevin. Glad to have you guys on the show. Hope you guys be be here, man. man. I know Kevin's a little bit under the weather, and uh, we're just going to have to fight through it uh, because we got a we got a Natty to win, guys. Yes, sir. We, We were talking before we came on live that we are living in the good old days where we will look back and relish these times. And so I'm going to enjoy every single moment of it. That is for sure. Right. But, we'll, but before we get into all of our good uh, videos and uh, stats to cover, I want to make sure that hit on a few housekeeping tidbits. If this is your first time <laughs> on the show, we want to hear your comments. want you to come on and uh Give us your comments on the show, but be able to for us to be able to show your name and your your face, go to streamyard.com forward slash Facebook to get permission to show your comment on the show. We'll be love love to do that. Also, if you if you're interested in being on the show or you have a product or business you'd like for us to promote, please hit us up at middle at gmail.com. Well, guys, without any further ado, let's hit that beautiful victory highlight footage. What do you say? Go for it. Yeah, hey,
1: yeah, hey, They say, they say they have composure. Have composure. It's, hard to, it's hard, to hard to do on it high. Guess what, guess what? Yes, we got connection We got care that We got connection. Pull out the composure, card when you need it. It ain't gonna be perfect. I love this team. I love this team. I love every one of you guys. You've given a ton to this program and a ton to each other. This game's about making it personal. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I love each of you guys, you got me? Okay, I love y'all like family, like a son, and y'all know it. You got me? That's what it's about. Hey, tonight, that's what it's about. It's about love for your brother. It's about making it personal. It's about the connection and the composure we have in our program. You got me on that? Every second, because you know what? It's 8 o'clock right now. But they got to deal with us until the new year. They got to deal with us until midnight. I hope, and you know what? We say 60 minutes, or however long it takes. I hope it takes longer than that. Because they're going to deal with us all the way, one, two, as long as it takes. That's how long they got to deal with us. Tell them lock the gate. What they lock them, they don't to lock them. Tell them lock the gate. They better lock them. You come to Georgia to play a game like this. You got me on that? You've been here before. You know what to do. You come out. Let's right Let's do how we do, Georgia football. Let's get this thing right, and let's go get a dub, and get it on the national championship. Let's go! yard line. Smile London. 17 will throw it out on the left flat. It's caught at the 25 and down to the middle of the field and into the end zone. Touchdown. Kenny McIntyre. Want... We Let's go. Takes it out of the shotgun. Deep ball down the middle. He's got a man breaking open and it is caught. 14 yard line. Arian Smith steps over a man. Angled to the right. Try to push him in the end zone. They do. Touchdown. Ohio State easily coming down into the end zone and touchdown. Just way too easy there. Dogs go cover two. Composure. Hey, they say to have composure, it's hard to do on the highway. Guess what? We got connection. Takes care of that problem. We got connection. Pull out the composure, Carvin. It ain't gonna be perfect. Bennett. He's gonna take this ball and run it into the corner of the end zone. Touchdown! Pressure from the edges, we'll get it! Pressure from the back, he goes down! Oh, we gotta go out there! He's bending out. Let me know. The board. Oh, look at Arian Smith, that's gonna be a touchdown! He caught it at the 30, 20, 10, they will catch him! Touchdown! Touchdown! 76 yards! And Georgia has closed the gap, and now they will go for two. Steph, here comes pressure, throw it to McConkey. we got it! Two-point diversion right on the goal line. They hit it. Throws it for the back corner. Caught! Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown, A.D. Mitchell! Come on! Come on! To oh, put Ohio man. State in front. Snap. Hold. Kick. <laughs> no! Goal! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> he missed it! Play.
0: We on our way. Wanna welcome in for the first time. My dad, John Whitehead's on the show. <laughs> Joining the dog pound. You gotta pull your, you gotta pull your microphone down so you'll be able to talk.
2: Able to talk, <laughs> glad to have you on. So,
0: this, this is the uh first time I have, have, have a, a dad on the show. Gotta, gotta say, he's, say, he's a big fan, awesome, I know, uh, beside uh, so my brother, brother, brother right there and, and Mr. Matt Pete. Pete. So, so, so glad, glad to man. have him on. Uh, get to, uh, get, get, to uh, get his commentary from you know the. The Peach Bowl and uh, what he saw for our, from our dogs and uh, looking forward to hearing from him. But, guys, tell me what you guys learned about the dogs after the Peach Bowl. I mean, what what did you learn about this team, Matt? I mean,
3: not to sound discouraging, but I didn't really learn anything. I learned that these boys, I've always known these guys don't give up. We've seen that from last year and all the way this year. They don't give up. They're always going to fight. Stetson always going to have sometimes where he's going to, you know, need some – needs needs some motivation, and he does it, and he, and he wins. And uh, the defense is kind of surprising, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, that's more of a coaching issue than the player issue, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, but we've learned this, that people have figured out the defense. I mean, I think that's what we kind of have figured out, that um, over the over the 13 games, um, these teams have, been, have really figured it out. Uh, now can this team come in here on eight days? And, and figure it out to, to be to do what Ohio State did in 30 days. I don't, I'm not sure that's the case, but we'll see.
0: Kevin, what about you, buddy?
4: I'm in agreement with Matt. Uh, this is not something that is new. This was uh, a statement that Matt used, as I've been using all year long. This is my resilient defense. Uh, sometimes it didn't look pretty. We got schooled over and over again in this game, but these guys never kept, never quit fighting, never gave up, never said enough if is enough. Uh, they fought through the whole thing. and cool stop, long yardage, field goal, and, and that's, that's what sealed the deal, is keeping them out of easy field goal range. Yeah, I
0: agree. agree. Diddy, what did you think?
2: Well, I didn't, uh, I think that the games are reversed this year. Last year, Alabama gave us a fit in the championship game. This year, Ohio state gave us a fit and we had to win the fourth quarter. I don't believe Monday night. We're going to have to win the fourth quarter. It'll be over before the fourth quarter.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, me too. I totally agree with that. Uh, and if, if we, we don't want to, we don't want to have a game where we're in the fourth quarter again, uh, and ha- having to fight back, uh, I think we were talking about that right before the show. Uh, I think it was what uh, Georgia Tech, Matt's what you said in like 2014 or 2013 was the last time that Georgia came back from two uh, in two touchdowns down in the fourth quarter. So uh, we don't we don't want to have to do that. Uh, we want to get this thing well in hand. And 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 another reason why we don't want it, and, I, and we'll get into it, is uh, TCU is well versed in coming back, right? <laughs> so. We definitely don't want to have that those issues uh what was the play of the game uh matt what, what did you take away was the was the pivotal play of this game
3: well if I, can, if I can share two I'll share two but my ultimate one I think honestly is the is the uh is the timeout that kirby pulled for the punt I think that honestly that's that that saved that saved the game for us and my extra ex, other, other part that normally one no one's been talking about the two-point conversion from a conkey I mean, we don't think of it. it was just two point conversion whatever score touch anyway but that gave us that one point edge so it wasn't we weren't in a tie game where we had to score again all we had to do was stop them
2: yeah. and
3: and put them in again like and like Kevin said put them out of field goal range or make it hard for them to actually do that ball so it's one thing to be tied and know, okay we can you know they they can be a little bit they can the offense can be a little more tighter because you know we're going to overtime if we don't get this but, no, they know they had to score. So, they put a little pressure on them. So, the two-point conversion to me was a big deal.
0: I, I'm glad you mentioned those because I pulled both of those down. So, let's let re-watch it. And it's a fake.
1: The ball is snapped and it's Rossi. They called a timeout. Oh, Georgia Time just had Georgia. a timeout call. The the they sniffed it out. They sniffed out the fake and smart does a smart thing. Looking at Here's the center. And look, there's nobody over here Nobody so they direct snap to Rossi because everybody was aligned to the right. I don't know if they must have seen it from upstairs They communicated it downstairs to Kirby smart and he does the right thing and gets that timeout with that formation right at the top of your screen. He's been alerted by the booth that they're vulnerable to this fake and He's trying to call timeout. It's not hurt at first Gets close again, and they finally—I mean, in a, with a nanosecond to spare, maybe. And let's pull back a little bit, Ryan Day, in our production meeting. Saying Getting a lead got him out of that their style of play. Play fake, launch United. wide open. Arian Smith left alone, and Georgia strikes quickly. This time on first and ten, they do, and just like that, one defender drops, and he got nobody in the back end to take care of that. Mistake three catches for 129. Bennett delivers and the two point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the that is the play of the game for me right there, guys. Uh, the timeout, Aaron Smith getting the touchdown. We've been looking for him to show up all season. He shows up when it's big, and then uh, McConkie's two point conversion. I think that 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 was what turned the page for us, and we were able to to come back. And I can guarantee you one thing. I don't want to put our championship hopes on the foot of the opposing team's kicker anymore. I guarantee you that. (laughs) That's not what I want to see done. Well, let's get some – let's catch some comments right here. So, Ken Lalonde, he said the play of the game was Kirby's timeout. I like that, yeah. And Stetson's whole fourth quarter. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think Stetson shows up when we need him to. Um and we have times where we are questioning him and asking what are you doing? But when when he's gotta make a play, he uh he shows up and, and makes plays and uh we, we wouldn't be where we are with, where we are without him, that's for dang sure. And Hunter Ivey said the two point conversion by McDonkey was the biggest without that we lose or go home. Let's see, Ken LaLon says look like a Heisman finalist to me and Pods missed field goals, gave the whole game a different feel. Yeah, I agree with that. And Bill Krug said, Tur- Kirby's timeout, and Brock's getting the first down on fourth down. Yeah. Yep. a lot of big plays there, a lot of big playmakers. We're going to definitely need all those guys to show up. So I uh, guess you guys – I want to thank everybody that came out to the watch show. Um, had Mr. Akaki there pulling hard. Dad's got his rally cap on, <laughs> trying to pull there, and uh, we were able to uh, to pull out the win. But I think probably the coolest thing that I saw this week, on uh, all of these replays, was the synchronized timing of the missed field goal and the the clock striking striking twelve o'clock midnight. And I thought uh, I would replay that for you guys if you hadn't already seen it. Second Ryan, these
1: had all night. It was flawless, but really disagree with the approach on the final three offensive snaps. It all comes down to this. It all comes down to the graduate. Get the gratitude of Noah Wuggins, the kicker for Ohio State. Arnold of the snaps. Yes, a a the of holes. 8.50. for 8 seconds. snap. Hold. Kick. Ripping. And it is no good. It is no good. It's And you can... Of the Bulldog
0: fans here in Illinois. Well, CJ Stroud. West 42, West 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 West. Ohio State yeah, Big win there. Um, I think none of us knew that it was midnight. I was just running around the house going crazy. <laughs> Screaming like a crazy man. i grabbing um, whoever I could find and picking them up off the floor. Yeah, I think a few of my vertebrae are still out of whack. Um, I think I think I jumped on top of Matt uh, on on Matt Emilio and, and maybe gave
3: us finally a dream. Sorry, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good deal, good deal. Um, you guys have any other takeaways that you wanted to add? My my two were going
4: to be the Arian Smith down the eighty Mitchell touchdown. I mean, those are two huge TDs in that fourth quarter that that rallied us back uh to take that lead and and those are huge you can't discount either one of those and y'all touched on those um but i just wanted to reiterate that it's good to have those two guys back um their talent it was well missed on the field and it it showed in that game right there because we needed those guys especially after uh darnell dropped we needed them to, to to step up and uh one shout-out I'm going to give to uh, Karras Jackson. He had a huge catch over the center for first down that kept the drive alive. And uh, I don't know, I'm a big Karras Jackson fan just because he's a Central Georgia boy. Uh, I, I, I want to see him succeed big time. He is a he is a team player. There is no I in that kid right there. He is team, A-M, yes, team, through and through.
0: Yep, totally agree. Bill
4: Krug says. Lost your mic there, bro. Uh,
0: uh, Bill Krug says Bullard's hit on Harrison. Ouch. Laugh out loud. What did you guys take away from that? I mean, what Did you guys think it was a, a targeting uh, penalty or no? No. I didn't yeah. think
3: it was going to make it to the end zone. I thought it was going to be out, out of the end zone, so I'm glad he did it. i be honest with you. I mean, ultimately, even if if it wasn't targeting, it would probably been a touchdown. So I mean, I'm glad he had the, he had the, the mindset enough, focus enough to know, hey, that ball's in bounds. We need to put a smacking on this joker, and I'm glad he did it because he missed some tackles, you know, f- there at some point. So that was a that was part of one of the pieces to the game saving.
4: Yeah, that was a a huge hit, huge hit, saved a uh, a touchdown right there for
0: sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Bill Krug also says I was two for two on calling TCU versus Georgia. Yeah, I was right there with you, Bill. I thought TCU uh, had something to prove after their loss in their conference championship, and uh, they 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 played a good game. But uh, I still believe, like Matt said earlier, that uh, that Michigan, you know, spotted them fourteen points, and that that's uh, that's why we're playing them. Well, guys, uh, as you guys know, Eric Ange in uh, our wonderful world of radio, he continues to uh, poke the bear. Uh, this week, came out said that uh, he's tired of hearing the Stetson and Bennett story. He said it, Stetson Bennett's a punk, and um, really, I wanted to pull the, the the audio down and let you guys hear it, but quite frankly, I didn't want to give him the the platform because it was just so bad and one of our uh, Dog Pound listeners and viewers posted a slide of all of the accolades that Bennett has versus uh, Eric Ainge and I I kind of thought I'd throw that back up just to throw some some attaboys at uh, Stetson Bennett and uh, nobody's ever heard of Eric Ainge um, other than the radio show and the folks in, in Knoxville, of course, but Old people. <laughs> Dad said old people. Yep. <laughs> but uh, as you can see here, uh, it's pretty, pretty funny stats here. You come down the line here. says number, number of appearances in the Natty Zero, percentage of the starter at the Natty Zero for air change, and num- <laughs> times calling competitors a punk one. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty poignant. And then uh, one of our other Dog Pound uh, members posted this today. Saying, it says, saying, Go TCU is code for my team couldn't beat Georgia. So I thought that was uh, pretty pretty funny. Well, let's catch a few more uh, comments here. Hunter Ivey says, the volunteer didn't learn the last time he, sma- he sma- talked smack. All it boils down to is he's jealous of what Stetson accomplished. I agree with that. And Ken Alon says, Ainge was a joke. How is he relevant? Bill Krug says, Ainge is a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, without a doubt. Uh, let's see. I had <laughs> one other comment I missed that I wanted to show. It was uh, from Hunter Ivy, And he said, you guys recall the Oregon show? I said we were going to go fifteen and zero. One more to go, boys. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Then it's sh-
3: then it's shave fest twenty twenty three.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. we bringing those clippers out for Mister Mister Khaki. Pour that uh, poured the gasoline on the fire when he 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 gave us that that throw down on that gauntlet with the uh, the challenge on the, uh, the beard shaving. So uh, yeah, we're gonna... they will all look like dad that's right that's right <laughs> i
3: do we do need to remind mr hunter that he owes us wings that's all i'm saying <laughs> i like
4: it i like he it he never uh never paid up with those wings
0: did he
3: nope and every time we have a gathering of all supposedly he's always all of a sudden you can't make it
0: <laughs> john akaki says i stocked up on shaving cream today
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay just, just bring out the sheep shears
0: for me i'll be out <laughs> no doubt no doubt uh, let's see, well, let's get into the, uh, let's get into a little bit of, of the, the natty, as you guys know, uh, SoFi stadiums in Inglewood, California, right outside of LA, um, uh, new brand new stadium, how is home of the chargers and the Rams, um, really beautiful venue. I think it's got a glass ceiling there. Uh, it's going to be a great place to, to watch the game. Um, the dogs flew out, the dogs flew out today on, uh, the Vince Dooley charter. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, it's a pretty cool deal that Delta did where they, they named the plane after Vince Dooley. Um, and, uh, that was a really cool honor for him, honoring legendary Vince Dooley And I actually have a video that was posted today, and I thought I'd show that to you as well. Let's see if I can get it to play. There we go. it's a pretty neat deal there that the that uh delta did uh, to honor vince dooley and delta keeps uh keeps i saw this on a billboard as we were traveling to atlanta uh the other night um it says bring it home we double dog dare you i loved it mm-hmm. i loved it i was like oh i'm getting that and uh <laughs> and using it on the page I, I, uh, really pretty cool thing that that uh, delta did and um as you guys know, there was, I don't know what the rule was about tailgating, but that's been a big stink about tailgating at the SoFi Stadium so much that uh, Governor Kent was on the Paul Weinbaum show this week, and he, he basically said, he said, I don't know what, if this is a college football playoff uh committee issue with tailgating at the stadium or whether it's at the at the stadium he said but they better not try that when they come to atlanta in 2025 he said because i'll open up the parking deck next to the next to the uh, capital and we'll tailgate there <laughs> i was like wow
4: that's uh that's a huge deal i don't know what they're doing with that uh you know they're kind of cutting off a lot of uh excitement to, uh, around that stadium um
0: no, I don't know why they're choosing to do that. It's yep. California. Yeah. Yeah. I've said. As you guys know, you probably heard this today, that uh, Ten will not make the trip. The handlers uh, felt it was too long of a trip for a nine-year-old dog. Um, definitely uh, sad that he's not going to make it out, but definitely understand that's probably a lot of stress to put on an animal be on a plane for eight hours. I mean, for four hours. Uh, well, will be eight hours total mm-hmm. flying out and flying back. Um, so they, he will not be there at the game. Uh, this, this is the officiating crew for the games, an ACC crew. Jeff Heiser is the referee. Um, I knew, I've seen his face a couple times on the XFL games. Um, he was a referee for the, for the F- XFL, and he was a bowl game official last year. As you can see, there's red stars out beside each one of these guys, um, which means that they have officiated in the bowl game last year. And so uh, it's supposed to be the criminal of the in the ACC, so hopefully they'll do a little bit better job than our Pac-12 team did because there was a lot of holding in that Ohio State game. Um, I don't. I mean, a couple of our – defensive lineman just got tackled to the ground and i was like is that not a hole but but uh good, good stuff tackle. good stuff well guys let's roll that uh game trailer footage and then we're gonna get into this thing
1: the question, how does it feel to be hunted? We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The chase must be as gratifying as the capture. The journey must be as gratifying as the destination. Look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what can I do for this team? All the work you're putting in that nobody filmed, nobody recorded, nobody knows of. Putting in that work. Show me where the work is, coach. Let's get to work. He'll go down back at the 20. Kenny McIntyre took it to the house. Huge answer right there by the dog. Caught, caught, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Champion two extra. Are you doing that dirty hard work in the dark? You have brought it all the way to this point. It started in here, it's going to finish in Cali. You got nine days to be legendary.
0: Yep, we are there. We're in Cali. Dogs made it out this afternoon. Heard from Kirby, um, and they are going to be rocking and rolling, doing a little warm ups in the uh, warm up practice this evening, and then we'll be uh, in full practice tomorrow, uh, getting ready for the game. So, uh, as you know, we're facing the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. If you guys didn't know what TCU stood for, um, and that slide is not right. This is the right one. The Horn. The horned frog is actually a lizard. It's also called a horned toad or horny toad or a horned frog, but it's neither a toad or a frog. The popular name comes from the lizard's round body and blunt snout, which give it a side layup back, react, back, back tree action. Oh, I can't even say the word. Anyway, you guys get the under, you get the, the, uh, gist of it that it looks sort of like a frog when it's really not a frog. Sonny <laughs> Dykes. TCU's head coach. Um, He was an offensive analyst at TCU in 2017 and went to SMU and then came back to TCU this year and uh, has performed admirably. Uh, I think TCU has a lot more uh, offensive weapons and defensive weapons than everyone thought that they did. They've got some good talent on this team, obviously, uh, for them to go... Uh, you know, to be where they are in the, in the college football playoff, they are a formidable foe, and we can't take them lightly. That is for dang sure. So, Mr. Madden, going will turn it over to you, sir. Take us away and uh, give us the uh, the offensive highlights that we need to uh, to be aware of.
3: Yeah, so, I mean, just to continue talking about, you know, Sonny Dykes, their head coach. I mean, this is his first year as a head coach, which that's, I mean, incredible. They went – like five and seven, six and six and then five and seven get last three years and then all of a sudden go from that to unfeed his regular season and then now the national championship I mean that's an incredible job by that by that head coach. So as we kind of start out, uh, let's talk about the overview of this, of this offense. So this offense um, is the number uh, five total um, offense based off of yardage and points um, uh, in the country. So number five is' pretty, is pretty stout 41 points a game. That's pretty good. Uh, Even you know, no matter who you're playing, I know maybe you know, say it's the Big Twelve or Big Nine or whatever they may be called this week. um, That's still pretty good. Forty-one points a game. Uh, That is the uh, twenty-fourth passing offense in the country and the nineteenth rushing offense in the country. So it's it's pretty balanced there. You know, they're you know the top thirty in the country for both those uh, uh, those parts of the game. So that's really good for them. I will say though, on the other aspect of it, they are 68th in red zone offense. So we're seeing they're very high scoring, but a lot of those scores are coming outside of the outside of the red zone. Those are long, explosive plays that they have been able to capitalize on this year. They are 41 in time of possession in games. Um they average about 31, 31 uh, minutes a game, so just a little bit over than than over half of, of the game of time of possession. So as we get into the players, you can look here. We all know uh, Max Duggan. I mean, if if I wasn't if I wasn't playing against him, I would root for this guy. I mean, I'm just being up front and honest with you. He is a, hey a, a hardworking blue collar guy. Um, comes from a small town. Um, he is just a high character guy. You want you want to um, support and you want to and, and you want to root for. Um, too bad we will not be rooting for him. But at the same time, this guy is an incredible athlete. He was a Heisman finalist. He's got a little bit over thirty-five hundred um, passing yards this year, but also has um, eight hundred and seventy rushing yards. So he is their third-leading rusher on the team as well. So that's just an aspect of his game that we're going to have to look at and have to be planned for. Is that you know, like last last week playing Stroud, we knew he could run, but he w- doesn't want to. This guy will run and wants to sometimes, and when he does. He does not slide. This guy will barrel through you to get extra yards. He lowers his head. He sacrifices his body. He plays every game like it is his last game. And that's that's hard sometimes. You can't coach that. Um, you can't have that. He just has it, and his players see it, and they play for that. So, it's really incredible what he's done at uh, the beginning of the year, not even knowing if he's going to be the starter or not, and is there um, and done a, a phenomenal job. He's got six uh, interceptions this year. Two of them came last week against Michigan. So, technically, only four interceptions – entire year pretty efficient with the ball um so that's that's pretty much his stat history you guys have seen what he can do he's really he's a really hard working player doesn't give up and leads that team really well so as we get more into the running game of these next two guys here we have miller and i don't want to say this, uh D you uh demar DeMarcado? i'm sorry i don't know if i mispronounced mis- 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 that so I, I apologize um but uh, we've heard some rumblings here that Miller is injured. He got injured in the last game. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Uh, this guy has almost 1,400 yards rushing this year. He's got 17 touchdowns. He averages 6.2 yards a rush. That's incredible. Um, he has a little bit of, of, of passing yards. He has about 116 yards uh, receiving. So I mean, he's he's an element, but not like their main guy for when it comes to passing on the backfield. This guy's a hard runner. When I mean, you look at his size, there he is. Pretty stout, solid built runner, uh, but he got a little injured in his knee. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. They're they're playing off like he he's a questionable. That guy's going to play. This could be his last college game. Um, this is probably he's probably going to play most likely. Uh, but his backup there, the guy's name I had a hard time. <laughs> uh, De Um, This guy came in last week on relief help. Uh, he's this year. He's had 200. I'm sorry. He's had 622 yards um, with six touchdowns. But this guy, this guy came in and ran for 150 yards last week. Solid runner has speed at the end, of, at the end of his, uh, at the top end of his speed. So pretty good player. You saw him burning um, um, uh, Michigan there in some of those long runs last week. Um, he doesn't. He's not a big. He's not a big receiver out there for him. Only like 67 yards receiving. Not a big weapon for that. But, but these guys are both going to run. They're both going to run hard. So good thing they're playing against the number one rushing defense in the country. So good for them. As we go on to the, re- the receivers here, uh, everybody knows uh, uh, Quentin Johnston. This guy's going to be our first-round draft pick, probably one of the best receivers in the country. Um, does he have the route-running ability that we saw last week from, from Harrison? No, but this guy gets up and gets the ball. You look at his size. I mean, he gets up and gets the ball. No, he's, he's got a um, – he's running there about 1,000 yards, uh, um, thousand yards uh, receiving this year. He's got uh he's only got six touchdowns. By the time he touches the ball, it's like for 18 yards plus. So this guy gets the ball and he does a lot with it. He is our explosive play guy. This guy is is incredible. Like I said, he's gonna be a first-round draft pick easily. Last year, he only I think he had like four, four hundred yards last year. So this guy has really taken a huge step with this team in this offense. So he is gonna be a massive weapon. Next two guys that we have here are Barber and Davis. Um, Barber is our second leading receiver, 605 yards. Uh, five touchdowns average still average 16 yards and then davis as well i got him up here i know uh, i know their main their main key target is going to be uh, johnston we we're w- very much aware of that uh, but here 430 yards uh, five touchdowns average 11 yards plus a catch these guys are, are, are gonna be all over the field and their size is phenomenal and you get there and see how they're gonna be out there you know you, you're gonna put Johnson up against Bullard, and you'll see the size difference. It's going to be incredible, which is I think one of the reasons why Kirby has been so uh, diligent in getting tall cornerbacks, taller safeties to really impact some of these bigger receivers we're going to see uh, coming here in the future. And so playing against them is going to be a really, it's going to me, a task for sure. Don't get me wrong. So, uh, but some of the things we can we can talk about these guys as well is that um, they have not only do they have size, these guys have speed across the entire team, not just the offense. The defense you wouldn't think that we always rave and promote how fast we are in the sec these guys on this team that's why some of the reason they've been so successful is because they have speed and that coach has been able to utilize that speed in the offense um i do have a few uh videos i sent brian did you have a chance to get them up there brian all right so some of these plays here we got just shows kind of Doug and how his how he is this guy took 20 we can pre-play it again he he went back almost 20 yards on this pass and waiting for the underneath route. Bam. And the guy look at that. He went back that far. He does not give up on a play. This guy does not give up on a play. He's gonna stay in there. He's gonna take that hit. And you're gonna see a lot of these underneath routes as you go out through here. So we got the next yeah, one. Yeah, this is almost like play. a
0: pick. This was almost like a pick play too. If you if you yeah. watch the receiver running, you got two receivers, the one on the top. Coming down from the ten yard line, he sets the pick as he's going by. Yep, right walks, there. If, yep. And then number four is the one that catches the ball. And, and
2: he watch the end zone
3: there; he's blocking too. So long as that ball is thrown behind the line of scrimmage, they can, they can, uh, they can go ahead and start blocking. So that's kind of why that place is so, so excellent. <laughs> now look here; you see here we got Dugan as well. Um, he, he stays in the pocket, too. He's not always going to run. Look how He stays in the pocket, waits, waits, and then deep ball on the dime right there. That's incredible. That's some things that we have to do. We didn't do against Stroud. We didn't let him sit in that pocket too long sometimes. And you see that that they, they weren't rushing three or four like we do. They had five, six guys in that box. And so they're going to put that pressure on them. Uh, we just need to make sure we get to them. Here's the next play here, another one of those plays where he extends it out. Like he waits and waits, and same kind of thing underneath pass. And boom, the size and speed. Beats that team. I mean, these guys. I mean, these guys have that speed. You guys don't think about it. That's why tackling is such a big, big commodity for us as we move into this game. We have to make sure we make tackles. We cannot afford that because uh, Duggan's going to be. He's going to be willing to get hit. He doesn't mind getting hit. It may even make him even better. So we have to make sure we do hit him, put him to the ground, and the ball has to go with him. So those are some of my main uh, my, some of my main components to the to the um, offense. The last two things I'm going to mention about this offense is that they are 47th in the country in a sacks allowed. They have allowed 24 sacks this year. With their offensive line, who is veteran, seniors and junior offensive linemen, they have allowed 24 sacks this year. So there's a chance, even though our pass rush is great, there's a chance for us to continue to get uh, some pressure on him and close that pocket on him. And get some, get some, get some, uh, get some sacks if they don't try to do the whole pass pass out fast. Um, the other thing is they've had seven fumbles this year. We have to produce some turnovers. Not let them just happen. We need to produce those turnovers. So those are my key, my main key uh, components to the to the game. Other than that, I'll give it back over to you, Brian.
0: Thanks, man. Hey, good job, buddy. Uh, Kevin, what do you have for us on defense, man? i'm gonna give you a little overview of this defense to begin with uh this is the
4: number 80 ranked defense overall Uh, they allow 5.53 yards per play and average uh, 395.3 yards per game is what they allow Uh, they run a 335 defense um it's not a traditional defense that we see in the sec whatsoever uh, Arkansas ran it against us last year. I think we handled their their defense pretty well in that game. Uh, we all know how that one turned out. And Sanford ran it against us this year, um, and we also handled their defense uh, pretty well. Um, uh, the first first guy I want to uh, to highlight um, is Dylan Horton. Uh, he's a number 98, defensive lineman, He's senior, 6'4", 275 um this one this guy is a uh, a difference maker on the field he's he's uh has a total tackles uh, of forty four and twenty nine solo tackles. um he is the sack leader on the team with ten sacks and one forced fumble. Um, he's also have four passes deflected on the line. uh in the Michigan game alone, he accrues six tackles. Uh, four sacks and one forced fumble. Um, so that that one fumble there that it is it came in that game in the biggest game of the year for them so far. <clears throat> the, the next gentleman, uh, move on. Uh, this guy is Johnny Hodges. Uh, he's a junior, 6'2, 240. Um, he is the leading tackler on the team. Um, He has racked up 81 total tackles and 40 solo tackles. Uh, One intersection, three sacks, five passes deflected, and he had five tackles in the Michigan game alone. Uh, This guy right here is a difference maker. Um, You you will hear his number called on the field quite frequently. Uh, They like to take these linebackers and stuff the holes. Uh, when they do that three three five they the linebackers uh stay back and they come in and just fill the gaps that the uh, defensive line leaves open uh, so it's real hard to to block these linebackers uh The second is Jamoy Hodge um if you watch the 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 uh Michigan game, uh you heard this the name Hodge uh called quite frequently. Um, he massed uh, uh, he's got 75 total tackles for the year, 39 solo. Uh, he's got four and a half sacks for the year and one interception and two passes deflected. Um, he had five tackles in the Michigan game. Um, the next gentleman is D Winters. Um, he's number 13, uh 6'1, 230 seven uh, he's had 72 tackles for the year 44 solo seven and a half sacks one interception and in the michigan game alone he had seven tackles and that's where that interception came from was was that michigan game um and then like i said with these these linebackers um these guys will they'll stay back in the back and you know when it's a run play they come up and they fill those gaps and they try to stuff the run. Uh, but you know, they do a pretty good job of knowing uh, when it's going to be a pass play, and they'll sit back um, in that midsection and just spy the quarterback. Um, we've seen a lot of, uh, you know, I think they had two interceptions by the linebacker uh, in, in the Michigan game alone. Uh, it's just by them sitting back and spying and, to see what, uh, you know, where that ball was going to go and just reading the eyes of the quarterback. So they do a real good job of, of being playing disciplined football um, in, from that linebacker spot. And I think i got one more guy on the highlight. Uh, it's Bud Clark. Um, if you watch that game, this guy is the gentleman who uh, picked, had the pick six to start the game, uh, which kind of set the tone of how that game was going to go. Um, he is uh, a, a sophomore, uh, 6'2", 190. Uh, he's amassed 40 tackles and 32 solo. He's had five interceptions. Like I said, one of those interceptions came in the Michigan game, uh, and he's had one forced fumble for the year. Um, he had five tackles in that Michigan game alone. Um, this kid, I was watching him on the field. He, he gets a good jump and a good read on the ball. He's quick on his feet. Um, so Stetson's got to be really, really careful where he places the ball over uh, across the field um, because this kid can, can move across and, and get a jump on it. Um, that interception, uh, and I think I've got a video of it, Brian, if you could get to It's is the very first one that I sent you. <clears throat> yep, this is not it. That's not it. That's, that's the run play. Um, I was going to highlight uh, the gaps there that uh, the – this is it right here. He just moves over and just picks the ball right out of the receiver's hand. Um, and, and if you see, Michigan throws it all the way from the left hash all the way across the field, which gives him plenty of time to cross the field. And make a play on that ball rather than just make a play on the receiver. Uh, this is something that uh, you know, when Stets is under pressure, he's been known to do is take a chance and sling it across the field. We got he cannot uh step into that into that uh that realm where he's gonna try something dangerous like that, or or he could potentially get picked off. Um you gotta stay away from those bad decisions. Yep, this is kind of just set the tone of how that game was going to go. Uh, if we go on to some of the other videos there, Brian, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to highlight uh, some of these gaps uh, that they're leaving um, in the run game and on the edge. Uh, I think I was sending you some messages where um, it, it seems that Michigan was having better success of hitting the edge Like right there, I mean, he picked up, I mean, it was four yards, but if you watch that game and they were trying to hit that middle, those linebackers would come up and fill those gaps and shut down that that run uh, up the middle. But uh, off the edge, they were seeming to have better success. And as we moved on through, further through the game, um, they were having success with the quarterback sneak. He was just keeping the ball. Um, this is another edge run by the running back. he picked up eight yards or seven yards there, eight yards for the 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 first down. Those are the things that we gotta be aware of, and I'm sure Kirby has seen this, is they have better success running the ball on the edge than up the middle. This is that flea flicker uh that they sold out on. It pulled the safeties up um and it caught them sleeping. Uh this was an excellent trick play. Um, something to be aware of. The linebackers pulled up, the safeties pulled up, and left this guy wide open down the field. Um, As they moved on during the game, um, they've extended their uh, running game to the quarterback, and the linebackers come in. uh, They leave the middle of the field wide open, and he he just takes off down the field. And the very next play was another quarterback sneak, which which, – score them a touchdown. Uh, so that's something that we can uh, benefit from with Stetson's legs and uh, use that to our advantage. This is just a little uh, uh, chart I wanted to show and highlight their depth chart. Um, it, they do have a lot of uh, veteran players. As you can see, there's a lot of juniors and seniors and sophomores on here. Um, they're not young. Uh, they, they are well experienced, uh, a lot of, uh, transfer players. Um, they actually got one of our guys, um, that transferred in, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, his name escapes me right now. Um, anyway, he, uh, got one of our defensive, uh, linemen, uh, and, uh, he transferred in, so that's going to be a help in their favor because he's seen this defense um, through the years being there at Georgia. Uh, he was there, I think, two years, and then he transferred out this year. Um, so he's seen it and done it. So he, he will be a big help uh, uh, for his offense. Uh, but that's basically my highlights on the uh, on the defensive side there. Good deal, good deal.
3: It's Tyron it's a, it's a Tyron Mitchell there. Is the one for That's
0: Jordan. it. That's it. One thing that I took away from that TCU game is that those DBs that they had, they've got some speed, man. They can move, they fly around and get get they can they can get home. They quick. Let's just just put it that way. They can get to you quick and they hit. They're not afraid to be physical. Um, that's one thing I took away from that game. Um, Dad, did you have any anything that you wanted to add?
2: Who me? Yeah. Okay. The only thing that I see is that, you know, you got to go back to all year long. They played poorly te- poor teams. They played good teams, and they well, the other teams were always in the game. Always. I don't know very many times that TCU just blew some people out, and I know that I've heard somebody say. That uh, Texas was favored against them, Oklahoma was favored against them, uh, something of that nature, and and they still won. But you know, they're not. Uh, they're they will win games, and they did win games, but they weren't by tremendous amounts. So if our defense can step up, I don't see us having any problem.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, one thing that I I review, we can't take away the fact that they've they won five I think it was five of their games in the fourth quarter or in overtime. Um, and so uh, I know we mentioned it earlier in the show. We don't want to get into a fourth quarter shootout with these guys because they have proven that they have the mental fortitude to stand up and fight back and we don't want to get to that point we want to go ahead and put the nail in the coffin at halftime we don't want to be into a shootout with them like we were against ohio state that is for dang sure Uh, let's catch some uh, comments here real quick let's see i don't think i've got any any comments no new comments here as you guys know this was the the four we've taken tear there's two two gone and it's just georgia and tcu left on the board um what i got a couple questions for you guys i'm gonna throw this at you i know we we talked about it a little bit before you guys buy the fact that georgia's a two touchdown favorite i think we opened at 14 points i think it's down to 12 and a half the last time i looked um do you guys buy that we're a two touchdown favorite in this game? Matt, I'll go to you first.
3: Uh, I don't. I think it's that's all based off of paper and we don't play games on paper. I think that's just how it is. I mean, these guys, I mean you look at all the statistics like we just showed you. I mean, all the statistics they have out there. Georgia leads pretty much every one of those statistics and we got the better recruiting classes. We have all this stuff, but we don't play games on paper. Just like what what John just just said there. Um, these guys have found ways to win games, and we cannot discount that. You can't. I just I don't I don't agree with it. Is it possible? Yes, but I don't. I think this is too big of a game for the, for them and too big a game for us uh, to let that just happen.
0: Yeah, I agree, Danny. What do you think?
2: On how well the defense plays, I think the offense is going to do fine. They're going to score forty to fifty points. If the defense can keep, uh, you know, I, I hate I, I said I didn't see how LSU could score thirty points, and I certainly didn't expect Ohio State to score forty-one points. So if the defense can step up and keep them under thirty points, there's no way they can win this game.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, Kevin. What you think, buddy?
4: So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy into it mainly because. I thought that it was going to be a bigger blowout on our side against Ohio State, and Vegas had it right, man. Uh, and and they tend, it, it, they've been more right than they have not been this year. And I, I'm going to go with it. I think that they're going to be uh, – they'll have two touchdowns, if not more.
0: I agree with it. Let's see. Hunter Ivy says TCU hasn't played any time like UGA when it comes to resiliency and the willingness not to give up. I don't know about that, Hunter. I they fought back in several games that I didn't think they were going to win. And I know Matt. He, he Every week he would when we have TCU on the board as one of our games, Matt would always say, "I'm not pulling for TCU. They always lay an egg." And they've continued to win every single game until their their conference championship, and uh, they had something to prove this last game. But one thing that that uh, TCU showed me is, uh, and, and Matt covered it, was that that quarterback he puts the team on his shoulders, and he's going to put it all out there. He's going to give it give it everything he had, and uh, uh i, I that, that's the thing that makes me nervous is is max duggan let's see john akaki says get dad a better flag i don't know about that don't just don't agree with that at all i think he's got the best flag there is right there behind behind him uh you know minus the a, a back-to-back natty uh that's the only thing that can be better Let's see, Ken Lallon says, Georgia offense is going to go nuts, second game with the whole whole receiving core. Yeah, I agree with that. It seemed like uh, maybe our our, uh, uh, A.D. Mitchell was uh, missing some on his routes. Did you guys feel that way?
4: I think it's just a part of him uh, missing so much time. Uh, He's trying to get himself back in the rhythm. Um, but I think AD showed up um, when he needed to, and I think that's where he's going to be this week. I think he, he sees those things that he missed. Yeah, you know, they had time to go back and work on them. Uh, there's, there's only so much you could do in uh, watching film, but actually getting in and playing in a game, and you learn from your mistakes and you, and you don't make them again. So I think it's going to be a huge. He's going to have a huge uh, a game. And show
0: out this week. So somebody said that the flag is faded. It's really not faded. It's just the way the lights hitting it. Um, <laughs> it's a brand new national championship flag. It's one I had hanging behind me all uh, after we won the Natty last year. Uh, that it, it's just the way the lights the light is hitting it. So, all right, TCU wins this game if Matt. If the if the dogs turn it over four times,
3: I agree. Well, three times. with
4: that. Three times. <laughs>
3: Could be if they score
4: more points yeah. than us. No, I'm <laughs> <that's> <laughs> being more serious. Um, if if we can't establish our run game, uh, we've got to establish the run game and, and make them pay, uh, and then make them pay when they pull up uh, to try to stop it. Um, that's what Michigan was doing and it kept them on the ropes for a while at Michigan, uh, like Matt was saying, he he turned. they turned the ball over, what, three times? Four times. There's four times.
3: So it's, it's <clears> three turnovers <throat> and a turnover on downs. Yeah, I time. mean, they,
4: they, they shot themselves in the foot. It's hard to recover from that. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got to have a big game uh, from our running backs and our tight ends and then make them pay down the field with our receivers. And that I say that with tight ends, not just receiving. Uh, we need these guys, uh, these agile guys, uh, our tight ends, to come in and block them. Li- the, these linebackers, we can't, uh, de- you know, put it all on our offensive line uh, because it's hard to bl- block those speedy tight end uh, uh, linebackers coming, coming through the gaps. Um, we need our tight ends to fill those gaps, come in and and uh, help us establish the run on the edge, roll out with our running backs and and, and knock those linebackers on their butts. Uh, we know we got him. I hope Darnell is uh, is healthy because if if he is, he's going to make them linebackers pay, along with Brock. I mean, he's a big guy. He just looks small next standing next to Darnell. Um, so we need all those guys. Um, throw Delp in there. He can block. Kid can block. Um, uh, uh, so we just need a big guy, uh, a big game for them to. I think I, I, the biggest game is going to be our tight ends overall.
0: Yep, I totally agree. You know, speaking of uh, Darnell Washington, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I posted the video of him getting on the bus today. He had no boot on, he had no uh, crutches, he wasn't wincing when he walked. He looked fine to me. I think he plays in this game, and uh, he may have the best game of his career this time this this, uh, this Monday night. So, Dad, what do you think? Uh, TCU wins this game if.
2: Georgia gets back on the plane and flies back to Athens. (laughs) Good answer. Love it. (laughs) I don't think there's any way TCU can win this game unless we really just lay down and let them run over us. And that's the only way they're going to win.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. They're pretty beat up, that is for dang sure. Um, they, they, they took some hits in that Michigan game. Let's see. Let's catch some comments. Hunter Ivey says the turnovers versus Michigan is why uh, TCU's playing for the Natty. The difference in the Michigan game was TCU capitalized on the turnovers. Yep. Agree with that. Uh, Hunter Ivey says TCU wins if they win the ten- turnover battle or if they can establish a run game. Uh, Ken Lalonde says uh, TCU wins if hell freezes over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Daddy? I don't even remember. Uh, but uh, with, that, with that last one, I would say, well, it did for the Falcons one year. So they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I don't think that if Georgia can keep from making turnovers, that's going to be the difference in the game because Michigan lost three points down there when they went on fourth down. They did two pick sixes. That's 17-point swing right there that Michigan should have had 14 off the scoreboard for TCU and three more on the scoreboard for them, and they'd have won the game by 10 points. I don't think we're going to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree. John Akaki says, John is the bomb. (laughs) TCU wins. I think this is Robbie. TCU wins if UHA beats itself like Michigan. I think he meant UGA. I gotcha. Yeah, he did. That's what he said UGA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely to keep uh, DeMar Hamlin in our prayers. I saw they were able to extubate him today and he's breathing on his own. And he has all of his cognitive abilities, so he did not suffer any sort of brain damage from that episode. Um, so his prognosis is good. So that that's a good thing, very good thing. John Akaki says, "Keep it light, man. 15-0 is in sight." Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right, last question, and then we're gonna get, we're gonna shut this thing down. Jordan wins this game if Matt. I'm gonna pull a John if they walk out of the tunnel. I like it. I like it, Kevin.
4: If if they just come out and play Georgia ball, they play that Smash Mouth Georgia football that we know they play. They can play. Uh, I mean, let's be real. They they played it last week um, because Ohio State gave us a run for our money, and these guys. They said, okay, and they stepped up. And they, they come back to fourth quarter and punched Ohio State in the mouth. I mean, just hard. That's that's what they've got to do. Just come out and keep playing that hard-nosed, composed Georgia football that we know they could play.
0: Yep, I agree. Yeah, Georgia played a B-plus game for three quarters, right? And then we had to give our A-plus effort in the fourth to have a shot. And uh we got the shot and we're 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 going back to the natty. And so I say if Georgia can even play the A minus game against the TCU, we, we're gonna be a lot better off than we were the last game. And what do you get what do you say? UGA wins if what?
2: If the tight ends show up and catch you know run good routes and uh you know They don't turn the ball over. And another thing is they didn't expect C.J. Stroud to run. So the safeties dropped back to uh, Griffin, Georgia, and they were back in the back and gave C.J. Stroud tons of yards to run. Well, they know that this quarterback is going to run, so they're not going to do the same thing they did last week. They're going to be waiting on him. So, you know, that's what they got to do.
3: To Dad's point, that's what happened. We didn't hear Chris Smith's name barely at all. It took Chris Smith out of the
0: game.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, they did.
0: Keys to the game, guys. Any final thoughts, Matt? I know you always have a one. You have a few final thoughts for us. Bring it.
3: So I really think ultimately, I know I just joked about just coming out of the tunnel. I mean, we need to, and like I said, I'll, I'll piggyback off what Kevin's saying. We need to win the day, not just the game. The day we need to win breakfast. We win lunch, we come out there and win warm-ups, win the coin toss. Everything that we need to do is, it needs to be like the first game we watched against Oregon, where everything is just on point. By this time of the season, I know everyone's beat up, but you set aside the hurt and the pain and the soreness for this game. This is why we play is for this game, and that they need to go out there and just play on all points. And if it does happen, we're going to see it. We're going to see some bad play at some point. We Know Stetson has those times where he has his little lulls for a second. It doesn't matter, we're going to give up and we just keep pressing forward. Like they said last year, keep chopping wood, just keep chopping away. I think we'll win. I think we'll win the day, and it'll be crazy that this will come true. These two <laughs> trophies will come true, and that's incredible to think. And I mean, I'm just still blown away that I have an opportunity to do that. Um, uh, and I hope it comes true. I really truly hope it comes true.
0: Well, guys, we normally do uh, score predictions. Last year, we did not do a score prediction for the national championship. So I thought that would be that we would stay with that same format and not do a score prediction for the national championship. We all are going to agree that we want the dogs to win, and that's all we care just that they win, right? That's right. Whether it's one point or 20 points, we don't care. We just want them to win. And so – Uh, For everybody out there wondering why we didn't do a score prediction, you know we didn't do one last year for the National Championship Show, so we're staying with that same format this year. Kevin, you got any final comments, buddy? I got four keys to the game.
4: No dumb penalties, no turnovers. Must pressure the quarterback whether we get to him or not. He's got to be under pressure the entire game, and we must have a huge run game. Those are my four keys. I like
2: it. Ben? that sounds good to me no turnovers no turnovers run the ball 200 yards rushing i don't care if stetson gets all 200 of them as long as we get 200 that's right
0: yeah i like it i like it a lot if you guys don't know it or not uh we're on the precipice of Mm -hmm. some very historic things uh obviously the the back-to-back natties is is historic but 15-0 Fifteen and no season is also historic, but our our Stetson Bennett, um, our walk on quarterback, uh, he is seventy one yards away from the UGA passing record, surpassing Aaron Murray in a single season, and he's one hundred seventy seven yards for having from from being having a four thousand yard passing season, which is the first. Um, the first in UGA history to have a 4,000-yard passing quarterback. Uh, I think that's his career, actually, not a season. So. Um, but it's pretty pretty awesome. Well, let's get, catch a few comments before we uh, roll out of here. Uh, John Akaki says, the Ohio State offensive line did an excellent job, and our DB can't cover for seven seconds. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, we can't leave these guys out on the island for, you know, 11 seconds. I mean, there, anybody can get open if you give them 11 seconds. Ken LaLine says, seven-minute drives, run and pass balance, and we got to grind it out. I like it. Hunter Ivy says, who would have thought six years ago we'd be playing back-to-back natties? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Ken LaLine said, I was hopeful for Kirby, but I never expected this. Yeah, we didn't either, buddy. We didn't either. Hunter Ivy says, there is no if. All we got to do is not shoot ourselves in the foot. I would like to see a little more offensive consistency against Ohio State. We scored in Spurts. I want to see it, see more sustained drives. And I mm-hmm. uh, totally agree with all of that. Totally agree with all that. And John Akaki said, Kevin's beard is coming off. Man, I say. So, so <laughs> with that, guys, right off. Yeah, with that, let's send this thing out right. All right, fellas. we be heading to Austin. we talking. You're there. Me and Carrie are going. Gonna be Woo! there flying out on Monday morning. Uh, looking forward to it. It's gonna be an awesome 24th wedding anniversary for me and my wife. Uh, something that never expected would happen. But, guys, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna scream my head off and I'm gonna come back hoarse where I can't talk. And we're bringing home the win for back to back natties for the dogs one more time. I'm Brian. Matt, Dad, Kevin for the Jordan Dog Pound. Good night, go, Dawgs.
1: go dogs. Go Dogs. Woo!